Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us this week. John Morris, Brooke Bednars uh, together again, and we welcome in Jay Goble, Baylor women's golf coach, in his 10th season as head coach here at Baylor. Jay, uh, looking like uh, he just stepped off the course as he steps <laughs> in here with us. Uh, nice attire, Thank you. Jay, Thank and you. we thanks appreciate your me. time. Yeah, yeah, thanks very much. Glad to be here. Uh, this is uh, an exciting time of year, isn't it? I mean, we'll find out today. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, we'll find out later today the regional assignments. Uh, almost, uh, assuredly, you're going to be in, but you'll find out where you start on that NCA path today. Correct. Yeah, we find out at 1 o'clock. Um, there is, uh, you know, we've we've heard that they're going to try to stick to our geographical area, which would mean we would go to LSU, but um, – you know, there's a lot of great teams in the South, as we, we've talked about. And, um, you know, Louisville is, is definitely an option. And I think, honestly, you know, at this point, we could really go anywhere. The other two options being Stanford and Columbus, Ohio. Um, you, you've kind of been up until this point in not a dead period, but, you know, you guys competed and then you had like a week or so to prepare waiting for this NCAA regional announcement. How has this week or so been um, preparing for this next step? Well, you know, we, we uh, different than a lot of teams, uh, actually, you know, with the ACC and the Pac-12 not playing in the fall, we've actually played a ton of golf this year. Mm. So we've played uh, 11 tournaments already, which is is already a full season. I mean, that's typically how many we play the whole year. So we've had a very busy season. Um, obviously, Big 12s was just a week ago, and, and uh, we played really well there. I mean, we shot a score that would have won every other Big 12 championship except for that one. Wow. <laughs> so uh, we played great down in, uh, down in Houston, but – I've actually given them a few days off to recharge, kind of get ready for the last push of the season. I know that they're all doing exams and and getting ready for their finals and stuff like that. So I did actually give them five days in a row off. Um, I know that they they didn't take them off. (laughs) um, They're really motivated, and um, we we know how good we are. Um, I was looking kind of through our stats yesterday and our our team scoring average for the year is three under par per round which is i mean it's got to be five or six shots better than any team i've ever coached yeah i mean we we shoot some low numbers we can go out and make birdies um the the really cool thing that i see with our team too is the depth the you know our number five player can go out there and shoot 67 just as easily as our number one player can go out and do that which is as a coach is really cool to see 
how do you – you've had some time off. You gave them some time off, mm-hmm. and now finals are about to begin. Yeah. Uh, is today, is Wednesday, or tomorrow maybe the last day of classes for the spring semester? And then finals begin. How do you, how do you navigate that with finals? And then the NCAA is coming up next week. Sure. Yeah, you know, this isn't our first rodeo when going through this. We, we typically deal with finals being the same time of the year as – our biggest tournament of the year, regionals. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is not great scheduling. <laughs> that is tough on yeah. a student athlete. Um, student athlete. Yes, yes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, I'm really lucky as well with our team. Is is They're all great students. They all do really well in school. They all, you know, to be a good golfer, to be a good student athlete in general, you have to be a master planner. And I think that they do a really good job of, of planning their time. Um, we're We're going to play every day, but we'll, you know, We'll play maybe a little less, and if some of them have an exam or something that they need to study for or a project, I'm I'm usually pretty uh, pretty lenient when it comes to all that because I, I know in their spare time or when they have time, they're going to work harder on their game. I, I want to take a second. I have a friend who works in facilities, and when we had that crazy snow and ice storm, mm-hmm. um, you know, no one was really driving on the roads, and my friend had to come in to, to check on some facilities here up at Baylor. And, uh, you know, they told me that while they were driving very cautiously, um, only one really on the road, that they saw a female golfer <laughs> with her bag over her shoulder making the trek from her apartments all the way to the oh, golf facility. Oh, no, walking? In, walking in the snow because she knew she I could. I love to hear that. Yeah, That's a great story. Because she could work in the facility and, like, yeah. be indoors. And yeah. so when you say you gave them five days off but they probably didn't <laughs> take it, I'm like, oh, I believe that. So all the credit to, you know, your your golfers and your, your athletes, but they are really – pouring into this team into each other into their game and you have to feel good hearing a story like that i don't know if you already knew that story but i had that's stuck with me and i've waited till we had this podcast (laughs) to get to throw it out there because whoever she was deserves all the credit that you know that's the extra step that it takes to be a d1 athlete no for sure and and that's again the great thing that that we have going on right now with this team is i don't have to worry about it too much i mean obviously we have our NCAA limitations as far as how many hours a week we can practice. But, I mean, uh, I pretty much know that they're practicing double that on their own. And um, it's a really – it's again, it's a great thing when you have them. They're, they're motivated to be great at school. They're motivated to be great at golf. And, um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It, <laughs> it actually is good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yesterday we were at the uh, – women's tennis match and I saw a few of my players and I know like it was a beautiful day outside and I know as soon as the match was over they were going to go to practice (laughs) so they were uh they're always working on their game because yeah it's it's a competitive team and uh we still have some unfinished business for the rest of the year so I think they're they're all getting after it Walk us through, um, you know, we we do research and we've been following you guys all year, but for some of the podcast people who are listening and maybe don't know the, the roster of your group, who is that core five, um, who are some of those others that are right on the edge of that, um, kind of explain to everybody listening, you know, who those athletes are and just what they have been able to accomplish so far this year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I could sit here and all, all day and say great things as about a good them. coach yeah. <laughs> but uh we've accomplished a lot this year I mean we won six of nine regular season events 
um, five of them in a row. Four was the record for the Big 12. So uh, not only did we win four in a row, but we won five in a row, which was pretty amazing to start off the year with. Um, we've pretty much consistently had the same five players in the lineup the entire year. Uh, it starts with Gurleen Core, who is in her fourth year. I don't know how to actually classify now. <laughs> well, with COVID yeah, and COVID right. is a whole, that's a whole mess. <laughs> but she's in her fourth year. Um, she has the lowest scoring average and uh, career scoring average in Baylor history. It's under par. It's like 71.83 for her career wow. at Baylor. Uh, she played in the Augusta National Women's Am this year, which is the top 60 players in the world, which is amazing. Um, L.O.D. Chapelet is uh, this is her sixth year in college. <laughs> she played uh, she played a couple years at Lamar, and then she was going to do her graduate degree here. Actually, finished a couple days ago her graduate degree here. So she's playing for us. She's been. Super consistent throughout her two years. Was an All-American last year. Um, is really getting her game in shape for the postseason right now. Um, she she finished with two rounds under par at Big 12s last week. So she's she's playing very well for us. Um, I would say probably playing three or two or three for us is Britta Snyder. Uh, Britta, we got her out of Big 12 country, Ames, Iowa. Um, both huh? of her parents played college golf, so they – they kind of understand the the whole deal, and they've been uh, probably our biggest fans throughout the year. They've they've actually traveled, I believe, to every tournament wow. we've played in to watch Britta play. And she, uh, I've never had a player on my team that can go out and make as many birdies as Britta Snyder can. She can get on a on a roll and just go out and, and roll out three, four, five birdies in a row. And um, Again, she's playing actually in the USGA four ball right now up in Merido, up in North Texas, and um, she loves to compete. She is the, you know, the ultimate competitor when it comes to golf. Um, Rosie Belsham has, uh, she's also a freshman from Whitley Bay, England, which is almost Scotland, which is what yeah. we kind of joke joke, <laughs> joke with her about because she, she has a very Scottish accent when she says some things. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Like a uh, hook. I hit a hook. hook. Yeah. I'm like, you mean a hook? <laughs> but um, she, coach. she is, uh, she is an absolute spitfire. And I mean, she can also go out and make tons of birdies, can go out and, um, she kills the golf ball. I mean, she hits it super far and, uh, she's actually made a ton of Eagles this year, which, you know, I, I was telling my dad the other day, I was like, I didn't see an Eagle for like five years. Hmm. And then this year I see one, one or two every tournament, wow. which is, which is cool to see because there's not really a par five that she can't get on into. So she has a couple chances at Eagle almost every tournament we play. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> and then, you know, I would say last but not least, Hannah Karg, who is, um, you know, Hannah, Hannah has played awesome. I mean, she's been up and down a little bit, but, you know, for her to come in, she's also technically a freshman. Uh, she won a professional event in December in the off season. I mean, I, I've never had a player in the offseason go and win a pro event. I mean, she went down to, to Houston and played against a bunch of players that play for a living and beat them all, wow. which is cool. And then her first tournament back in the spring, we play up at Trinity Forest 
in SMU's event, and uh, she made about a 35-footer on the last hole to win that. Wow. And the funny story with her there is, you know, she had three-putted her uh, 53rd hole of the tournament. And when I looked on my phone at Golfstat, it had said that she had fell one behind. And uh, I don't usually look at my phone, and we don't really talk about scores while we're out there, but we knew it was the last hole. We knew that she was in contention. She looked at me, and, you know, she's got a very dry, dry sense of humor, and she just asked me, where do I stand? You know, <laughs> like very, she wanted to know. Yeah, and I was like, you know, actually, Hannah, that three-putt, you're uh, – you're you're one behind right now going into the last hole and she looks at me dead straight face and says it's okay i've already won a professional event whoa <laughs> <laughs> but confidence but saying that you know then she goes up and she she you know hits it where you really can't hit it off the tee hits a miraculous shot to get it to 35 feet and then makes the 35 footer and then we come in and find out that golf stat is wrong. Oh. <laughs> and she actually had one by one. Oh, wow. So um, that's – that's Just lit a little fire under her, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> I've already won a professional event. Don't worry. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she, she also um, – she has the strongest mental game when it comes to, uh, you know, she can hit it all over the place and still find a way to shoot even par, you know, find a way to, sh- you know – have a tough day tee to green and still shoot a good score that means something for us, which those are the kind of players as a coach you really love to have. It's like, you know, you can't, it doesn't look so good. You know, you don't really know what's going on. And it's almost like every time she hands me her scorecard, it's better than I thought it would be. Wow. Because she, she just goes and guts out scores and, you know, fights till the very end and, and brings me a scorecard that helps us, which is cool. Let's clarify one thing for people who might not know, um, because obviously when they're competing in those professional events, they have to stay as amateur status. Correct. So she wasn't Very doing yeah. anything, you know, <laughs> to point. ruin her college no. experience, Correct. but she still did defeat all of them, which is super exciting and something yes. to be celebrated. Yeah, she did not collect the first place check. Yeah, that's, that that's the difference, right? Yes. She can yeah. win it. She can win it. She you just cannot receive the yeah. money. She did not take the money. It goes yeah. to Jay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've run all this through compliance. If We're only. Good. Oh, yeah. So. No, that's a very good point. Yeah, today. just yes. wanted to, if anyone was listening and worried about that, it is all is good. And that's pretty typical in, in uh, men's and women's golf is every once in a while the players will play in a pro event. Um, and again, it's a, it's a measuring stick. It's, it's like, you know, what do I need to do to play for a living someday? Where do I need to improve my game? What do I need to do to get to that next level? And, um, for her, she ended up staying here over the Christmas break because of COVID and, you know, travel restrictions and everything back home in Germany. And, and, uh, you know, again, she took full advantage of, being able to practice here, the nice weather, and then uh, finding a competitive environment to go work on her game. And, uh, yeah, I applaud her for that. That was pretty awesome. Well, and one other thing, when we're listening to you describe this kind of core five um, that's been extremely successful this year, a word that kept popping up was freshman. Yeah. you mm-hmm. got to feel pretty darn good to have yeah. this amount of success in this this year alone. I think this six tournament titles and four individual titles alone this year 
um, to go along with, while we're throwing out numbers here, to go along with the 11 team tournament championships and 12 individual titles that you have had in your first nine seasons here. So you take those numbers, add six, add four individual, um, and know that this group of girls, you know, a large majority of them are freshmen, will be here for the next few years that you get to continue to coach. You gotta be feeling pretty yep. good about it. I'm extremely happy about uh, the ability to bring them in here, and that they chose Baylor and chose our program to come play. Um, I think the future is very bright with uh, the core group we have. Lucky to have Gerline for one more year, but you know, again, we're gonna have Brid- Britta, Rosie, and Hannah for three more years. Um, I was looking also at our stats the other day. I mean, I've Never had a team, and we've talked about the depth in our team, but the top seven players in my lineup in tournaments all have scoring averages 72 and a half or better. Wow. Which is like, you know, I mean, can't ask for anything better. Sure, yeah. You know, in 2015 when we were, you know, basically one shot away from winning the national championship, our five player hardly counted for us the Mm. whole year. Wow. You know, and um, our 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 low four were significantly better scoring average wise than our five, and this year, like we've we've talked about already, is Hannah Karg who goes out and plays five for us at SMU wins the golf tournament. Mm. You know, which is uh, it's it's really cool to see. Uh, and I'm lucky, we're lucky to have uh, some great players coming in next year. So I, I think that. You know, we're going to continue this. We've we've got the recruits lined up for the next couple of years that are going to keep us, I believe, in the same position moving forward, that we're going to be competitive every week. Every time we tee it up, we're going to be competitive. So it, it should be fun. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Whether on the field or cheering from home, Du Bois Furniture is proud to support the Baylor Bears. If your bear cave needs updating, Du Bois Furniture is here to help. With over 59 years of our family serving yours, let our experienced sales team help you find exactly what you want. We specialize in custom upholstery, stunning dining rooms, elegant bedrooms, gorgeous leather, and top quality mattresses. Come see us in Waco and Temple or visit us online at DuBoisFurniture.com. Du Bois Furniture, where beautiful homes happen. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. Visiting with Jay Goble, Baylor women's golf coach, on our Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Uh, let's go back to the uh, to the Big 12s. And is that is that a good thing in your mind when I say let's go back there? Or <laughs> that last round, uh, you finished, you ended up finishing one stroke behind Texas Tech. They kind of yeah. caught you right at the finish line. But overall, you finished third in the Big 12s, which is very good. Yeah, uh, David Kay told me the other day that, that in my nine Big 12 championships, we finished top three seven times. Wow. And before before I got here, they'd only done it once. Wow. So, like, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that, that, again, we're competitive every time we go out there. Um, I think the the hard pill to swallow is that 
we shot a score that would have won every other Big 12 championship except for this one. It's amazing. Um, we we shot, I think, 283, 283, 282 or something. I mean, we're shooting under par. We're <laughs> shooting good scores. We're playing good golf on a hard golf course. Um, we just ran into the buzzsaw. And, you know, Oklahoma State, who has a, you know, again, a top five team in the country, Oklahoma State right now. Um they were they were on their game. They were playing super aggressive, and the, it was paying off. Like in golf, you know, it's not always great to play aggressive. Like it can come back and bite yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to watch them, like, take driver on every hole, like go for every shot, go for every pin, and they were making it happen. And, it and worked, they were making yeah. birdies. And, um, you know, I, th- I think that uh, – I can live with the fact that it was their week. Like, you know, we didn't go out and lose the golf tournament. They went out and won it. I can live with that fact. Um, I think that, again, if you look at our last two tournaments, we were 38 under par and 17 under par or something Mm -hmm. like that. We're playing good golf. We're playing great golf. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to find out later on today where we go for regionals. And I think that – you know, some teams are going to be pretty upset to see that Baylor Bears are in their yeah. are in their <laughs> field because we can go out and play with the best teams in the country at any given point. Do I remember right? Did Gerling shoot a sixty six on the first round in Houston? Uh, that was in the the Houston event. Yes. Oh, that was the Houston. That wasn't the Big Twelve. Correct. Then. Okay. That so that 12. was going back the week. But before. that was well. Let's do that because yeah. let's talk about she had a mer- like impressive round. Um, that was the sixth tournament title of the season, the Lone Star Invitational. And she led the tournament with 19 birdies, three more than any other golfer. <laughs> yeah. um, she made eight birdies in the final round, including six straight between the third and the eighth holes. <laughs> That's, a, <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> if you saw – if someone handed me a, a scorecard and it had that on it, I'd be like, um, what? <laughs> That's uh, amazing. She – you know, she gets mad at me when I say this, but she really does as the as the season progresses, the weather warms up, so does her game. I mean, she hates it when I say that, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, you What's know, wrong she, with that? she played great at, at the Houston event. Yes, she did have a, a poor round, the middle round, but, you know, she made a ton of birdies. She was, uh, you know, in my opinion, she's getting her game ready for the last run of the season. And then... At Big 12 Championship, she played awesome. I know that she was disappointed in the final round. Uh, she double bogeyed the 13th hole. But then she comes back and birdies three of the last five to, to again, post another great number and a great finish in the Big 12. So um, she she is she is something really special. And um, I always get excited with this time of year with her because I know she's she's going to bring it. Well, and while we're talking about the Lone Star Invitational, you guys won with a 33-stroke victory, you know, just a small <laughs> small margin of victory there. Um, but you guys set a school record, breaking your own school record right. set earlier this year right. um, with just a 54-hole total of 38 under, which was 826. Um, that was seven better than the – uh, record you guys set at the beginning of the season. Right. So, I mean, to have your girls be breaking their own records <laughs> and setting school history twice in one year, 
um, you know, what is their excitement like? Do, are they aware of that? Or is that something you're talking about? Or is it just, you know, kind of add it to the books and keep on going? <laughs> I think I think we kind of add it to the books and keep on going because um, – and, and I know that that sounds a little bit strange, but they – they know they're that good. They work hard. They practice hard to be that good. It's not to say that they expect it, but in a way they do. I mean, I think they expect to go out there and make six or eight birdies around and shoot five, six, seven under par. And uh, that's something that as a coach, like you never want to take away from them. You want to, you want to continue to push them to, to believe that. And I don't like, we shot 265 in the first round of that tournament, which was our lowest team round by seven or eight shots, wow. like ever, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I don't want to make a super big deal out of that because it, it is an amazing feat. Like, it's really unbelievable to go out and shoot, you know, mm-hmm. 23 under par in one round. But, again, if they believe they can do that and they believe that they can do that again – you know, I, just I don't make it the norm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't celebrate it. Like it's crazy. It's, defi- <laughs> it's definitely not the norm, but, um, but yeah, like I want them to continue to believe that that's something possible mm-hmm. because you've done it already. You've done it before. I mean, I think we've, again, uh, you know, we've talked about stats and stats are unbelievable for this year. I think we're also seeing, uh, in the last three, four or five years, a big change in college women's college golf. Um, I know that when I started at University of Florida, you know, our best player my first year of Florida averaged 74 and a half for the year, you know, and to see now again, I have seven players that are averaging 72 and a half or better in, mm-hmm. in college events. I mean, the parity in women's golf has changed so much in the last 10 to 12 to 15 years to where, you know, they, they come in almost good enough to play professional golf already. And this is, this is a three, four, five year period of their life where they're, you know, every girl in my lineup right now, they're trying to play professional golf for a living and they're trying to use these experiences as a springboard for that. So yeah, you know, it's crazy, but they really do expect to go out and shoot six, eight, 10 under for a tournament. Like that's what they're going to have to do for their, you know, for their livelihood at some point, And they're, they're trying to do it every week we go out there. Is it difficult to recruit against turning pro? Um, Knowing that the, those golfers, you know, you just said they're coming in and they could be competitive there. Um, you know, so are you, like you get to sell them a great education at Baylor and sure. you know, that those experiences that they wouldn't have already had. Um, but, it, but is that it? difficult conversation to even navigate. So I I have, I have not experienced having someone come in who uh, was trying to turn pro early. Um, I think early on in the recruiting process, I try to explain to them that I really want the four year student athlete. I think that this is the greatest point of their life to where they can go from being a kid essentially into an adult and have somebody like me and my associate head coach, Carly, do everything for them to get them kind of prepared for what life after college is like. And, um, you know, there's obviously there's a special occasions where somebody might be ready when they're 18 years old, but I would say that, you know, those phenoms are not always out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yes, I do have a lot of players that can play golf for a living. 
I think that they're taking advantage of these, like I said, three, four, five years to not only mature their game, but mature as people and get ready for that. You know, it's a, it's a lonely world out there playing professional golf. And I think that, um, they really do have it very well with us because, Hey, we, we set up the flights and we set up the hotel and we set up the practice round and we help them go through their strategy on how to play the golf tournament. And, um, you know, when they get out on the LPGA tour, it's them against the world. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that, you know, we're turning Baylor into a destination that will, will prepare these players for the next part of their career, for the next part of their game. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big text tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big text trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. This is the Sikkim Podcast. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. Jay Gobel, our guest, Baylor women's golf coach on this week's Sikkim Podcast. Uh, you mentioned something that really got my attention about just the level of play collegiately. And here, yes, but collegiately in mm-hmm. women's golf. What do you attribute that to? I mean, what, what is it that, that has really raised that level of uh, collegiate women's golf? I think there's a lot of things that go into that. I, I think one of the big things is the Olympics. I think that that's something that's elevated our game. I think that, um, you know, with countries now able to pour into their young female athletes that, like, could have an opportunity yeah. to go play in the Olympics, um, I think that that's been a big deal. Uh, I think overall training, whether it's uh, technique-wise in the golf swing and physical training, is totally different now than it was yeah. 15 years ago. And, you know, every one of us teams, we all have track mans, which, you know, will essentially tell us how far every single shot goes, how much it's spinning right or left. You know, we didn't have those things 15 years ago. Everything was was kind of trial and error and, right. and, you know, you had to be able to kind of see it with your eye and figure out what they were doing. Um, we essentially have an MRI machine that we can sit behind our players and wow. tell us exactly what they're doing or what they're not doing correctly. Yeah. Um, and then they're just, they're just better trained athletes. I think that they have, you know, really good strength coaches out there. Now they come to us 
already Rosie Belsham, very strong, very, you know, uh, all of her workouts are centered around golf and around her golf swing. We didn't have that kind of stuff 15 years ago when I got into it. Like it was, you know, working out and, and, and being a great athlete was almost an afterthought. It was like, you know, you need to putt better or you need to (laughs) have a better (laughs) short game to be a good player, uh, in college golf. And now it's like they, they literally show up on campus, almost a more complete package. And, and again, they're not very far away from, from playing golf for a living. Um, it was amazing to me to see, you know, again, Oklahoma state and our big 12 championship shoots 34 under par. Uh, I know in the sec championship for three rounds, LSU shot 46 under par, Wow, you know, which you're like, (laughs) you know, these scores again, go back five years ago, you know, the winning score at the SEC championship was probably 10 under par. Yeah, yeah. You know, now it's 46. 46 under par. And, and I think South Carolina was Goodness. second at like 38 under Good par. grief. So it was, um, again, you know, you, you just have the more complete golfer showing up on campus now. And, and as coaches, I mean, you need to be ready for that. We need to, we need to try to give them – every opportunity to continue to improve their game while they're here. And uh, that's what we're trying to do here at Baylor. I'm very interested to hear how you got into golf. Um, Before we started this podcast, we were talking about how it's never too late to get into golf. Um, But obviously, you know, the the female athletes that we're talking about today, um, they didn't just pick it up right before they went to college. They've been doing this for years and years and years. And so I would like to hear your story, um, how you got into golf. And did you aspire to become a women's golf coach? And, you know, how'd you get here? Well, so... My dad uh, is a big golfer, has always been a big golfer, and he bought me a set of clubs, I think, when I was six years old, and they just sat in our garage, you know, and never got hit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, I, you know, I was like most kids from my my age and my generation that, you know, we all played football during the fall, and we played basketball in the winter, and we played baseball in the spring, and then in the summer, you know, we we swam or played tennis or something like golf was so far right. out of the realm. With, Not in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I, I didn't want to play golf and, um, it was kind of strange. I was, uh, 14 years old. So right before my freshman year in high school and I was literally bored one summer day and I went out and played golf with my dad. He was like, let's just go and we'll play 18 holes and keep your score no matter what it is and see how you do. And it was funny, like I had never played a full round of golf. I'd played, you know, maybe a hole or two. And the first round of golf, I shot 122, and I had two pars in a row. And my dad was like, you know, you're not terrible at this. And I was like, yeah, it was kind of fun today. It was a nice day in yeah. North Carolina. And, you know, I was like, yeah, that's kind of fun. I'll, I'll go back. And I did have some friends at that time. You know, some of my friends were getting interested in golf. Mm-hmm. So I did have some buddies, and I was like, hey – can I join you guys tomorrow when you, so I, so I literally played the next day after that first round with my dad and I shot 90. Oh, 126 to 90. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And my dad's like, you shot 90. And I was like, yeah, I had like five pars. It's like, did you count it right? (laughs) And, and from that day forward, like the golf bug bit me and I played, you know, I tell people this as kind of a joke, but it's really very true. 
is I played every day for 10 straight years after that. Wow. Like I played 18 holes of golf every single day for 10 years after that point. About that? At least 18 holes. Right. And, um, you know, it was by the time my freshman year golf season came around, which we played in the spring in North Carolina, uh, I was a scratch golfer in one year. Like I was shooting even par, a couple over par every time I played. But, you know, I, I got the amount of experience in one year that yeah. some people don't get in 10 years. You know, I, I played 360 rounds of golf in one <laughs> year. So I got, you know, really, really good fast. And um, by the time, you know, I got to be a senior in high school, uh, I was being recruited to play college golf. And I went and played. Funny enough, I went and played uh, a year at Coastal Carolina in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And uh, it was it was very good. Uh, not so good for my golf game because there were a lot of distractions that <laughs> pulled me away from golf. And uh, I ended up transferring back home and moving back in with my parents my sophomore year. And I played at UNC Charlotte and uh, played there for, you know, my last three years in college. And, and it was it was life changing for me. And, and I think the reason that I love coaching so much and got into coaching was how great my experience was there being on a team, you know, working on my game with my friends and my, my peers. Um, it was funny enough. I had three coaches while I was at UNC Charlotte. So I think in my coaching, I learned a lot of what I didn't want to mm. do as a coach <laughs> and, and how I could be better. But, um, to actually get to the point where I'm coaching a women's golf team, uh, that was not really in my, you know, mind ever until I actually got into it. But I was teaching, I spent, um, seven years at David Ledbetter golf Academy in Florida. It's called IMG Academy now in Bradenton. And, uh, I spent a lot of time there and it was funny. Like I just, by chance, I started working with a lot of uh, young females that were really good at golf. And all those players that I started working with when they were like 12, 13, 14 years old, they all started getting recruited very early to go play college golf. And um, I guess I was seen as a big part of their success. And then in 2008, I started being recruited to be an assistant coach. Uh, I had the choice between Wake Forest and University of Florida, which we were already living in Florida. And, you know, it was funny when I went up on my interview there, like it was not an interview. It was like, what can we do to yeah. how make... do we get you to pick <laughs> us? <laughs> how do we get you to accept this job? Because there were two players that I was working with at IMG that were being really highly recruited by Florida. And, uh, you know, my wife went to University of Florida, so we were already kind of into the whole Gator deal anyway. And uh, I accepted the job pretty quickly. And it was a lot different than I thought it was going to be, you know, to uh, college athletics had, had transitioned a lot from the time, the 10 years I was away. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I think I've ended up being pretty good at it. And, and it's been a 13-year process now to learn how to coach, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it and very lucky that Baylor gave, you know, a young guy that didn't have head coaching experience, the opportunity to, to come here in 2011. And, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's been 10 years already, but yeah. Well, I think, fun, I think that, uh, it paid years. off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looking at all this success that yeah. the program has had since you've come, I think they made the right decision and 
and seeing the potential in you as a head coach. So it was, been- it was a shot in the dark, I would say 10 years ago, but, um, you know, uh, I would say that, you know, any, any pressure I had was all internal. Like, I think that they've, they've been really great about letting me learn and letting me kind of do my own thing here. And, and, uh, yeah, it's worked out really well. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I dread each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa wrap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. Next in line. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. Our guest is Jay Goble on the Sikkim Podcast. We invite you to subscribe, download wherever you find your podcast. Apple, Spotify, it's on the Baylor website at BaylorBears.com. Get a new edition of the Sikkim Podcast each week here as we uh, continue through the spring. Who, Jay, uh, it's, it's a fascinating story of how you started golf and never quit, you never know, quit. and very successful playing and then uh, now coaching. Who have who who has been major influences on you in in either your playing days or your coaching days? Uh definitely my dad is is number one. Um you know, I know you probably hear that a lot, but that's uh my dad without him I would have never started golf one. But um yeah, my parents are they actually surprised me at the Big Twelve Championship. I walked up on the eighteenth the tee and my parents actually have not been to a college event since concession in 15. Wow. And I walked up on the 18, 18th tee on the first round. And, uh, yeah, they were standing on the tee waiting to, How great waiting to watch that? the team. But my parents, you know, they're they're glued to golf stat every day yeah. that, we're, that we're playing. And, you know, um, my dad, my mom and dad were both huge into me playing golf. But uh, – Professionally, I would say that uh, Dan Brooks, the head golf coach, women's golf coach at Duke, uh, super successful. I think they've won seven national championships. Mm. He's been a he's been a huge mentor and a huge uh, driving factor in my my coaching career. Um, but uh, those those are probably the two guys that you know I look up to the most when it comes to golf and and uh, in my playing days and in my coaching. Those are the two guys that I love to talk to and chat chat about golf and yeah, you can ask anybody uh anybody that knows me well. There's nobody more addicted to golf than me. <laughs> like my team totally makes fun of me uh because I, I don't take a day off. Yeah. Like if if we're not having practice, like I played all weekend this weekend, like <laughs> I just I can't get enough. Yeah. And yeah. painted. He told me he also painted. I painted a little which I missed really? it as 
actually like a portrait? He said, no, like painting the house. <laughs> yeah, I was like painting the fireplace. <laughs> but you mentioned um, your parents. You mentioned family. Um, you, you did tell us that your wife, Jamie, um, that's how you say that, correct? Mm-hmm. Jamie. Yeah. Uh, went to Florida. Yes. Um, so how how's she like in Texas? And you guys have been here, and now you have a son, Gannon. How old is he? He Gannon is about to turn 10 next month, and uh, he was six weeks old when we moved, when I got the job, wow. when we moved to Waco. And, uh, yeah, they love it. I mean, uh, my wife uh, works at Community Bank and Trust as a as a trust officer here in Shout town. Shout out David Lacey. David he's, Lacey. He's hit yeah. a few golf balls himself. He has. <laughs> right? He's hit a few. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, actually, David was the one that uh, I was playing golf with him, and he was asking me about Jamie and – Oh that's yeah, kind of how how that all worked out? Oh, but that's great. Crazy business on the golf there course. You go. the Who golf would have thought? <laughs> and then uh, my son Gannon, yeah, he loves it here. He's uh, he, you know, he thinks uh, Waco, Texas, is the center of the universe. He doesn't really know anything. <laughs> that's great. But um, yeah, he's got a a great little school he goes to here, and a great group of friends, and so he's he's also very happy to to be in Waco. So my follow up question. Is there a set of golf clubs that are sitting mm. unused for Gannon? And have we had that day yet where he decides to go play golf with dad <laughs> <laughs> and shocks you with an 85 instead of a 90? <laughs> Gannon has a really great golf swing. Um, it was funny. I took him out to um, Cottonwood Creek the other day. And the Midway golf coach, who is a friend of mine, was out there. And I was like, hey, do you mind just like – talking to my son a little bit, trying to get him interested. And they sat on the driving range, had like a 30 minute conversation. Wow. And I took some pictures. It was really cute. Like yeah. he's helping him with his, with his backswing That's and stuff cool. like that. Um, Gannon loves to play golf. He doesn't like anything to do with like practicing or, which is kind of like how I am as well. I, I, I would prefer to just go straight to the first tee and play golf. Um, he loves to play and to compete, but he does not like to do any of the things that people would say would help him get better, like actually practice his yeah. golf swing or putt or something like that. Um, I am I am secretly holding, you know, some hope that when he turns fourteen, he might start to love <laughs> it like me. But uh, you know, he's he's a typical nine year old kid. Like he he likes to play a bunch of sports with his friends, but he likes video games. He's very smart. Um, I think that, uh, I think that being around golf at some point, it'll hit him. Yeah. It'll rub off. Yeah. And he does, he has a really naturally good golf swing. So, um, I try to tell him, I'm like, Hey dude, it's in your blood, man. Exactly. Yeah. You're a good golfer. You can just, we can go to the golfing range and uh, we can just show him my swing and be like, Hey, you look a lot better than that. Uh, You should do this. uh, I'm hoping and praying that someday, yes, he will. He will come and tell me how bad he wants to play golf. Is Jamie a golfer? Jamie does not play. Okay. She loves to go out there and and ride around with right. me. And she's she's probably, yeah, she's probably rode around a couple hundred rounds of golf. <laughs> like but um, but yeah, she you know she loves to be around golf. And she we're neither one of us are are the pushy parents. Like, hey, you got to play golf. Um, but uh, secretly, yes, I would love for him to. Fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed. And, and I keep telling myself that, again, you know, I didn't want to play golf when I was his age either. Mm-hmm. And uh, once once the golf bug bit me, it really bit me. 
So you better be ready for 360 <laughs> rounds with him in a year. No, listen, <laughs> nobody's more ready than me. I promise you. Well, good luck in the NCAAs. We're Thank looking you. forward to Thank that. You. And uh, find out today, again, if you're listening to us on Wednesday, find out today your destination, uh, May 10th through the 12th at uh, one of four regional sites, the championship May 21st through the 26th at Greyhawk Golf Club in Scottsdale, Arizona. Been there? He's played there? Yeah, we we took the team out there about a month ago. Yeah. We played uh, two events, actually, in Arizona. Yeah. And in between, we went out to Greyhawk, Perfect. which was uh, – it was interesting. It was rainy and cold the day we were out there. Really? Which in I'm Scottsdale. Sure, which I'm sure, not Arizona weather. <laughs> which I'm sure it will not be in May. Uh, no, yeah. not at yeah. all. Well, good luck, and thanks for your Thank time. You. It's great to visit with you. Thanks. Great to visit with you all. Thanks for having me. Jay Goble, our guest, Baylor women's golf coach on this week's Sikkim podcast. For Coach Goble, for Brooke Bednars, I'm John Morris. Thanks for joining us, and we invite you to join us again next week for our next Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.